to the marketplace. Uh, starring Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. Okay. And me, I'm not a Dafino. <laughs> well, I thought you was going to finish, you know what I'm saying. Well, well, yeah, I thought you wanted to say hi. <laughs> Hello! <laughs> Welcome to the, uh, well, this is the first episode of this. We've done many, many, many shows together before, so this is just the new name. The name for 2023 and beyond, I assume. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm satisfied with the name, you know what I'm saying? I like the marketplace. This is a place where you can come and, you know, like a one-stop shop, get all your needs, whether it's fantasy, sports betting, chilling with the homies, you know what I'm saying? I doubt we get too controversial on here, Nando, you know what I'm saying? Because we come in peace. We like to have fun, you know what I'm saying? But, you know... I'm not opposed to controversy. Yeah, uh, all roads with Corey Parsons seem to somehow lead <laughs> to con- no matter how many promises you make. All right, Zion Williamson, let's go. No. Yeah, let's go. Actually, a funny story about Zion Williamson. My son owns his sneakers because they were so marked down. Talk about, talk about the marketplace. There you go. Yeah, nah, Zion had it. You know, it's tough, but you was able to find a way to sneak in the back door and take advantage of it. Now, his card prices have not really been affected, you know what I'm saying? They still seem to remain steady, but I'm still in that 20, as far as cards go, Nando, I'm still in that 2019 NBA class with Ja and Zion and, and you know, um, well, I guess, you know, and, and, you know, and Hunter and Darius Garland and Jordan Poole and some others, but, you know, obviously, Ja and Zion, the two big ones there. It seems to me like right now is the time to get your Ja cards because this is kind of like a blip. And in 10 years, they're going to be like, oh, remember when he was youthful and yeah. uh, wild? Do you remember? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Do you remember Carmelo Anthony stop snitching? Do you remember Allen Iverson? Everything. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, no, this is trials and tribulations of youth, Nando. Now, I have a 22-year-old son myself, so I know this very, very well. Right. <laughs> I know this stupid – I know these. I know this stupidity very well, Nando. It's – by now, uh, you know, well, I don't know if like the market's going to crater like all these guys on Twitter are saying. I don't know. I don't know anymore, man. I'm just going to. No, you guys on Twitter, forget them. You know, they was calling for an 80-game suspension. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I, uh, we'll get to this later. Uh, maybe we'll get to it all. Maybe we'll get to it in a different episode. But I bought a set of moon cards, like the, the moons of the universe. It was pretty cool. Interesting. Yeah, I, I've gotten weird um, Lately, you know, Nando, speaking of collectibles, and I know we got to get into some fancy talk. And I know me and you was having a conversation the other day, and I was like, Man, I thought about something, and I wanted to bring it up to Nando, and it, it hit me after I got the telephone because why wouldn't it? You know what? I was thinking if you could get your if somebody can get their hands on it, where would this piece be located? You remember the great Coca Cola Super Bowl commercial with me and Joe Green? Yeah, I wonder where that jersey's at the jersey he threw the kid. That's a good question. That would be a fantastic piece to have in your arsenal. Would you be upset if, like, you found out Fanatics just recently bought it, they chopped it up into a bunch of pieces, and they're going to put it in a set? Not that jersey. That jersey's too iconic. You got to leave that jersey the way it is, you know what I'm saying? You don't think you're not a man of the people, so a bunch of people can have a piece of it? And well, It's not really a man of the people. I'm sure those packs would cost a lot of money. True, they would yeah. be high. But then, do you do you do you want the high impact guys to have all the stuff? And I'm quite sure if somebody's using that as a collectible, it probably is a highfalutin collector. You know what I'm saying? But I just thought, man, man, that would be a really solid piece to have in your collection. Yeah. How much do you think it would cost? Let's say Golden puts it up for auction tomorrow. It's this is the jersey from the Mean Joe Green commercial. Oh, let's say autograph. Let's say he autographed it. 
And let's say yeah. the kid, let's say the kid autographed it the too. The kid, kid the and Joe too. Green both autographed. Yeah. We got to start bidding at fifty. I think someone will pay like at least one, like one fourteen to one twenty five. I think it'll get up there. I think it'll get pretty high. And then you got to think that the, the Pittsburgh Steelers are a legacy franchise, too. Yeah. And Joe Green's a legacy player on a legacy. Matter of fact, Joe Green was kind of the draft pick that started the Steeler run. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, he, that, yeah, that would, that one right there, Nando, that is definitely a six-figure uh, uh, item right there. You know what it is? Like, it doesn't have to be autographed by Joe Green. It's, but, but it has to be. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that increases the value. But you've got to be like if this if this is the jersey, you got to have him autograph it. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's like one of those things that just to complete. I think the collectorism of it. Yeah, no doubt. I agree with you 100 on that one because this is Joe Green. You know what I'm saying? The autograph, the kid autograph, whatever the case may be. Listen, the jersey would sell straight up. You yeah. know what I mean? But that kind of was like the first iconic Super Bowl commercial. So I, I I would just you know I thought about that and I was like, man, that'd be a nice piece right there. Yeah, someone will get it. At some point, I wonder, but who has it now? This is a good story. Might be Golden. You know, will you watch a show on Netflix? No. It's so scripted. I, you know, oh, right, I don't, somebody no. walked in here with a Michael oh. Jordan triple logo, <laughs> man. Who would have thought? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, right. Oh, <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not a Ken Golden guy. <laughs> hey, but tell you what, um, I'm going next week. I'm going to the National. Uh, oh, you're going out there? Yeah, I'm doing the Wednesday, Thursday, and then I'm coming back Friday. Maybe we could do the show from the hotel room or something after, like so it's fresh That'd in my brain. Cool. Yeah. It's in Chicago, right? Yeah, it's in Chicago. Rosemont Horizon. I that's way too yeah by the hotel yeah yeah Rosemont so, yeah yeah. So, I. When I went to the All Star, when I went to NBA All Star Weekend in 2020, I stayed in the hotel across the street from the Rosemont Horizon. I was so I know the area well. Right. Um, it's, it's far from downtown Chicago. You yeah, know what I'm saying? That's what I've been told. But it's, but it's close to the airport, so I don't know. I prioritize being close to the airport, Nando, because the most important thing I got to do is get my ass back. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm going for the cards. I'm not going to tear up. And if like I was gonna get a dinner with someone like in Chicago, I'll just go Uber. Come on back. And then, yeah, that's you know, it. Yeah. Um, on today's show. When's the last time you've been to Chicago, Nando? I've been to Chicago twice, and the last time was, man, like 2015. Been a while, huh? It actually might have been like 2012. Yeah. Big city, you know what I'm saying? Well, whatever. You know, I'm cool with it. I don't have anything negative to say about Chicago. I liked it. I had a good time. I enjoyed myself as well. Bars were open late. Prices <laughs> yeah. were fair. People were wonderful. You know, like, okay, what's not so I like? agree. All of that was the same experience I had in Chicago as well. You know what I loved? And I, we'll be getting to ADP in a second. Minneapolis is, like, my number, like, my most favorite city that nobody talks about in the whole wide you world. Know, I've had a lot of people say that they really like Minneapolis. You know what I'm saying? I've never been out there. You know what I mean? But the, 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 the windshield. But I guess you can go in the summertime. You know what? I got to uh, – uh, married a, a cousin through marriage that's born and raised in Minnesota, and she acts like it's you know heaven on earth. It was dude. I guess when the summer, I went twice in the summer, and both times were amazing. Fantastic city, huh? Man, just like an awesome city, great layout. Like the bars were fantastic. If you go a little out of the way, like there's a bar with a Ferris wheel. There's a bar with a miniature golf course. I, like I just had, like there's this big ornate bar that we went to. You know the bartenders are good. They give good pours. There's some outdoor seating. They close down streets. 
I just had a good time, man. There's like a little something to do. There's like this, this cheese shop that sold this cheese that I hadn't had since I was a kid, like this dark ski cheese. Anyway, whatever. We're getting off track. <laughs> Hello, welcome yeah, to the little, first show. A little bit. Yeah. We're yeah. Right. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. <laughs> we'll see you next week. I guess we should talk some fantasy football. I want to start with ADP. Let's do it. Uh, for, are, you in, are you doing Scott Fishbowl? Oh, my God. Jesus, Nando. Every year I say this is the last time I'm going to do Scott's Fishbowl. Yeah. And every year, I love Scott Fish. And every year he, oh, come on, Corey. So this year I was actually going to do it live, but then I had some situation where I couldn't go live. He immediately threw me in a league. You know, a league on Sleeper Fantasy and Nando. I made the first two picks. I said I filled out my queue. I set it to auto. I don't want to slow up the draft. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm not gonna be checking this app all day. I might check. I mean, I check this app every 48 hours. So I didn't want to slow the draft down. I go on the damn app, Nando. They complaining that I'm on auto pick. You can't oh, win for losing. My goodness. <laughs> what do you want me to do? <laughs> you kidding? Who? Who's complaining? The people in my, the people in my league. Yeah, I'm but like, I mean, like, what are, are we doing here? Yeah. I don't know. I got You know how you have a. And listen. If you're in the Scott Fishbowl league, you know, the fans in the league, it's no slight, it's no disrespect. But when you live and breathe fantasy football for a living, yep. it's, it's, it's a little bit, it's a lot. You know what I'm saying? So y'all yelling at me in the damn chat is not really going to make me want to come back and compete again. Here's what bothers me. That, A, that does. B, uh, all the people on Twitter who are being like, here's my Scott Fishbowl team through five. Like, this, you're not helping anybody. It's not a real the, – the rules are so messed up here that you're helping absolutely no one by listing your picks. Like, ADP for Scott Fishbowl doesn't exist in the real world because he has so many of these funky rules like that make tight ends more valuable and kickers and all that. Like, it doesn't make sense. It's not a real draft to me. Now, I agree with you on that, but I don't want to poo-poo it, Nando, because of – what they do for fantasy, fantasy cares, and kind of what Scott Fish has been able to. Be. I remember when Scott Fish first started this joint. You know what I'm saying? No, I, lo- I love, I love the draft yeah. and the idea. I don't like the people who are tweeting their lineups like they're helping yeah. somebody. It doesn't make any sense. Like you said, this is not a good. This is not a good test of ADP. Even if you're in the two quarterback league, it's not a good test of ADP, Nando. No, everything's screwed up, man. And in a good way. I mean, it's fun. He makes it fun, and he changes the rules every year, and it keeps you on your toes, and it keeps it from being boring. I think it adds another level to it. Especially because you got to take big swings, but I mean, like, don't you know? Right, we're jump. cutting grass now. Well, <laughs> it's summertime. None of the grass down here is unbelievable. In a good way, or you mean like it just grows fast? In a bad way. Uh, it's not. No, you can't keep the grass cut, and it's it's dangerous because you know snakes is out here too. No. That doesn't yes. sound like fun. Yeah, we don't have that problem. It's not either. fun. It's not fun at all. <laughs> I've got no. a rabbit. I've got a rabbit. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, so this grass has to be cut. But, you know, I would like it to be cut when I'm not talking about fantasy football on a podcast. Oh, that's all right. It's, it's uh, old-time radio. It's good background noise. There you go. All right, Corey, here's my first. Like, there are three guys who've been bugging me at ADP. I'm sure a bunch are bugging you, but, like, the three that, like, stand out to me. Cortland Sutton. I don't get why he's going so low. We'll get into that in a second. Cordero Patterson. The disrespect on Cordell Patterson is, is mind-boggling to me. And then Deontay Foreman, a little – I'm not bugged as much, but I'm just kind of wondering. He's befuddling to me. Um, any of those three let's hit you? With, let's start with – Well, I definitely have some thoughts on um, 
on what's going on with my guy, Cordero Patterson, and obviously. But let's start with Sutton, who I think right now I'm looking at him in the eighth round going off the board. Uh, looks like 95 overall. Uh, yeah, 95 overall. Here's my deal with Sutton. I think the Broncos were so bad, such a disappointment last year, right. that it kind of tanked everybody's value. So I think Sutton is pretty much, I don't want to say a steal here, but I think, but you look at the players he's going around. Brandon Cooks, Quentin Johnson, Gabe Davis, Jackson Smith and Jigba, and Jordison Adden. So you got two rookies, a, a washed, I don't want to say washed up, you got three rookies, an older Brandon Cooks, inconsistent Gabe Davis, and then Cortland Sutton. Yeah. I would swing for the upside on Smith and Jigba, but second it would be Sutton because I think you I see here's the thing. This is what this is here's the deal, Nando. My man that's coming in there, I can't his name skips the mind right, Sean Payton. Sean Payton, yeah. Yes. He is going to have Russell Wilson either play the best that Russell Wilson's ever played, or the Denver Broncos be looking for a new quarterback next year. So this is about Russell Wilson. Where are you at on Russell Wilson? Is he celebrity quarterback, or does Sean Payton say, cut the shit, let's get rolling? I think he's the adult in the room, man. I think, like, last year couldn't have been more dysfunctional. They brought in a coach for a quarterback they thought they were going to get, and they didn't get, and then they just stuck him with Russell Wilson. You know what I mean? Like, I think if you would have done the same team last year with Sean Payton as the coach last year, I think you would have seen a good Russell Wilson still. I agree. And I think, I mean, like, Russell Wilson's, like, we talked about this a lot last year on our show, was this guy's concerned with his image like almost nobody else, especially the National Football League. I don't, and I mean, like, he's an athlete. He's competitive. I I think he's going to come back, like, with a vengeance. And I think Sean Payton's going to feed that vengeance. I don't know. I hope that's the case because I still think he's got some left left in the tank. I still think he's a good player. I still think he's an MVP caliber player, but he can't be in control of himself. He needs somebody to wrangle him, and I think Peyton's the guy. Now, if it doesn't happen, Peyton's going to be Peyton's going to get him out of there because they're going to keep Peyton. They'll move on from Russell. You see, Nino, this is the problem, right? With 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 Russell, he gets in there, you cater to him, and he kind of tears it apart. He got his own staff, his own this, his own that. That's not the way a team player should play. So I think that makes things a little bit tougher. Now, this job was not an attractive job to a lot of coaches, Nando, because of the fact that you got Russell Wilson there making all this money. Remember, they wanted D'Amico Ryans. D'Amico Ryans said, I'm going to Houston before I come and you pay me up with a quarterback making $100 million a year. Yeah, but he's a defensive coach. I mean, Ryans has never coached before. I mean, he could have walked into the same mistake that Hackett really had is like, I'm first year coach. Like I just saw this play out. You know what I mean? Like, let me go over to Houston and build this thing. You guys need like a win now coach here in Denver. And that's, I mean, that's Sean Payton, you know, and that's like, that's like bringing in Tom Coughlin. Not, not the same, but you know what I mean? Like this is like adult in the room. Finally. No doubt. Now here's the deal now. And I, and I, and this is exactly what they had to do, but you know, if I was Peyton, I figured Peyton would be like, okay, maybe he really wanted to get back in the coaching. I don't think he had any financial issues. Um, you know, I would have thought, okay, let's see what happens with the Chargers and obviously, you know, his dream job being the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. You know, that's always on a year-to-year basis, you know, with the Cowboys as well. 
Does it bother you that Judy is so high and like Judy's like forty one and Sutton's down in the nineties? Judy still has this 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 aura of untapped potential waiting to have this breakout. You know what I'm saying? And I'll be honest with you, I've bought into Judy a lot over the years, but I would want Judy no more as a wide receiver, three wide receiver, four. I'm probably not going to get him there. You look at the players he's going around, uh, Andrew Cooper, Drake London, Calvin Ridley, and DeAndre Hopkins, yeah. who just signed with Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, don't 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 buy that. I would go with, 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 with London, really. And I probably would take a shot with – I, I want to see what Ridley is on Jacksonville. But I remember what he was before he started acting crazy in Atlanta. Someone's either going to win their league or lose their league with Calvin Ridley. I'm not sure which way it's going to go. Yeah, I think Calvin Ridley is one of the more interesting players on 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 on, on draft boards this year. Um, right now, I'm willing to take a risk on Ridley as a WR3 on a team where I'm comfortable with my wide receivers. See, now, no, this is not just about picking players. This is about building a team. And – you gotta when you're building around Ridley, you have to Ridley's a wild card. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if it doesn't hit, you don't want it to kill you too much. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, Atlanta. I think, and I didn't have him down here, but like Atlanta, I think is gonna be very underrated this year, man. I mean, I guess they live and die with their quarterback, but you know that was a team that almost made the playoffs two years ago. Could have been a little better last year. Uh, Kyle Pitts completely disappeared. I don't know which way he's gonna go, but Drake London's a stud, man. Drake London's nah, going to be on a lot of my teams. London can play, and obviously, if Bijan is the weapon that we think Bijan is, he could have a historic type season as far as yards from scrimmage. I think he's a guy. Listen, he's down there deep in the odds. I would actually put a little something on Bijan Robinson for offensive player of the year. A little sprinkle here or there on Bijan. Um, London, Pitts, Nando. If Pitts go crazy this year. He won't go crazy on any of my fantasy teams. I need to see it before I go back to Kyle Pitts. So I do think they got some pieces on offense, but the quarterback is going to be important. But you see, I don't think Robinson is hampered by the quarterback because I think Robinson is going to get the work regardless. Let me. So you just kind of segued me into Cordell Patterson a little bit yeah. uh, because I, so I was looking at the depth chart, right? And you got Drake London is the the stud is the first wide receiver. Right now, the second wide receiver is Mac Hollins. And I guess a lot of people are going to think, like, hey, Pitts is going to be the guy. But, I mean, look, I know Mario didn't throw a lot. But if you kind of take the, the, the stance that maybe this team doesn't like Pitts as much, maybe, you know, Pitts needs a, a change of scenery or something with his offense. Arthur Smith, for whatever reason, might not be a Pitts guy. Then you just, you know, why would he not repeat the year that he had last year? And if you use that same logic with Cordell Patterson, they loved him, man. We talked about it a lot. They, Atlanta loved Cordell Patterson. That offense loved Cordell Patterson. Why wouldn't you say, hey, look, if you're Patterson, hey, coach, I'm 32. Uh, you got this stud running back you're bringing in. You don't need me to run the ball anymore. Just slide me back over to wide receiver. Man. That'll, you know, it'll elongate my career. You know I can do it. I can find open space. You can put, give the ball wherever, but just like I don't want to just run through tackles anymore and get destroyed. Let me be your wide receiver too, or else it's, it's me or Mac Hollins. Like, who are you going to put in there? The dude who knows the offense and is successful in it or Mac Hollins? But he's but he's never really been successful in that role before. We started to see him have fantasy success when he started running the football, and you see what kind of dynamic. He run like Jim Brown, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's a dynamic old-school runner. The problem is he's a big dude, and running around like that at that size, not being able to get that low, he's going to take some big hits, and he's going to stay 
uh, in injury jeopardy. He's a guy, Nando, I like to have on my team because I think you can fill him in when the bye weeks get crazy. You can take a shot with him. He's always alive. He's always a threat to score a touchdown. You know, it was times last season they couldn't score. The past two years, they couldn't score if he wasn't on the field. With that being said, Robinson's a better player than he is. And I think Algier is as well as far as running the football and getting you fantasy production. I think Patterson is a good guy to have on the bench, and I think Patterson is a good guy to have in best ball. 100% best ball. But you're talking about a guy who averaged 4.8 yards per carry last year on an offense that wasn't spectacular. Um I don't know, man. It's just like, why would you just discard yeah, but it? How many carries, though? You see what I'm saying? He had 144. I don't think, I see that workload. I don't think that workload. He can't. That workload is not conducive to his his style of play. Is not conducive to a big workload. You know what I mean? That's kind of what the problem is, in my opinion, uh, with Cordero Patterson. This is a guy. You know what I'm saying? For the most part. You know, they started off the season. I mean, in week one, they gave him the ball. They, he ran the ball 22 times in week That's one. That's what I'm saying. Like, why, and like, then they, they went down every week after that. You, he can't stay healthy. But you pick up Bijan Robinson if you have uh, someone ineffective, I guess, right? Like, Cordell Patterson, for two years under the same offense, has basically put up similar numbers. 14 total touchdowns on the ground, 19 overall. You know, two years ago, he had 69 targets. Last year, he only had 31. Uh, but he played three fewer games, whatever. I don't know, man. I just feel like you still have this weapon. You still have this weapon that knows this offense. I mean, granted, it was his ADP, like 218, right? Yeah. Like, it's, I mean, it's, you're going to take him whenever you want, basically, if you believe in the Cordero Patterson story. But I don't know, man. He's not Bijan. Oh, no, I know. But I'm just saying, like, it wasn't a disaster. Like, he was good. I mean, you you look at those numbers, you're like, you were good. It wasn't a disaster, but now you got to think it's not, it's going to be even less attempts. Like I said, it's a good player to have on your team. You know what I'm saying? He's a football player. You know what I'm saying? If you want to go out there and play quarterback, he'll do that too. Line of bat defensive end. I mean, he's got the size to play all over the place, Nando, but you know what I mean? I don't, I think durability is an issue. I think the less you use him, the more explosive he is. Well, that's why the durability is why I think they'll be like, all right, let's put him wide receiver, man. Like, let's call it quote-unquote wide receiver. He, we can put him all over the place. But, I mean, he's a weapon, really. Yeah, that's what he is. He's a weapon. You know what I'm saying? And normally a weapon like this, you can line him up in the backfield and then send him out to catch passes. I don't know now that he's been in the backfield so much, they don't even really look at him as a receiver. He doesn't really have any big games or big plays as a receiver. A lot of his stuff comes in the running game. I don't. I wouldn't mind seeing him out there getting some reps because I'm a guy who's in on his talent and in on him on his ADP. Yeah. I just, you know, I don't want him to get in the way of the real studs. I thought you were going to agree with me more. Let me ask you this: He's a, I like Cordero Patterson, Nando. I just, I'm really into Bijan Robinson. I think you can love both. But I mean, what were you saying? Are you taking Bijan Robinson like top eight, like overall? Are you one of the uh, the Bijan Robinson? Let me. If I got the eighth pick, I'm taking him. I would take. Uh, I'll tell you who I'm taking before Bijan. I'll take Jeff, Chase, McCaffrey, Cup, Eckler, and probably Tyreek Hill. So, yeah, about I'll take Bijan at seven, not Kelsey. Uh, to, to me, Kelsey is more of a turn guy. Tell you who I think is going to finish number one overall is Tyreek Hill. I think people forget, Man, like. He can have a humongous year this year. He had 17. He averaged 100 yards a game last year. Like, what's, like, I don't know why he's, I mean, he's a 7 in ADP. He's gone as high as 3 and as low as 12 in the 69 drafts that we're looking at from July 1st. 
to uh, present day on NFFC? I don't know. What's his, what do you think is over-under? They have the over-unders. They don't have them up yet for players. They have the player prop over-unders. Yeah, I believe I, I probably can pull that up for you. Hey, no, no, this guy right here. We, 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 we had, a, had a discussion about this recently. He's the player that I think if you look at your opponent's roster and you see Tyreek Hill, I think you're like, oh, shit. That's 32 points I got to make up immediately. Yeah, right? exactly. How am I going to deal with this? I think he's a scary guy on your opponent's team. You know what I'm saying? Um, Tyreek Hill over 1,300. He had 1,700 last year, and the over is only 1,300. The problem is you don't know how much health you're going to get from Tua. But, hey, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. You get the ball to Tyreek Hill, he can make something happen. You know, season-long over-unders are always very tricky bets, but but I like Hill a lot for fantasy. He may be my favorite pick in the first round, Tyreek Hill. That's it. But, like, the question is, like, if you have three – Right, like say say you got pick number three, and Cup and Jefferson are off the board. Would you skip Christian McCaffrey to go Tyreek Hill? Like, would you skip Cooper Cup to go Tyreek Hill? I would consider it strongly. I you would know what it. I mean? I would do it. He's definitely worth going at at at, at one three. Um, you know, I'm not anti McCaffrey, but I don't have to have McCaffrey. You yeah, see, you kind of feel what I'm saying. I'm a little wary. Like, San Francisco does some weird stuff sometimes. And I know, like, they produce amazing running backs. And, you know, Elijah Mitchell, like, if you give the – but, like, have some other guys there. I'm not 100% sure McCaffrey's going to be, like, the, the guy. Well, what he was able to do when he came in last year to San Francisco down the stretch and you seen him perform in Kyle Shanahan's offense, you had to be pretty impressed with the way that he performed down the stretch. Like, he was back to being that dynamic fantasy guy, you know what I'm saying, that, that went crazy. As a matter of fact, I think down that stretch, he must have finished his, like, RB3 from the time he got to San Francisco to the end of the season. I mean, he had, you know, several games where he was carrying the ball, you know what I mean, uh, over 17 times a game. And then, obviously, you know he's going to be involved in the, in the passing game as well. So, I, I'm – I like the way he performed, and I'm listening. Nando, I've never been a big McCaffrey guy because I always worry about his injury. So I've never been burned by McCaffrey, but I think last year I kind of was burnt by not being invested in McCaffrey. Yeah, but he had such a weird up and down season too. I mean, like you couldn't have seen him getting. Well, maybe you could have seen him getting traded. I don't know. Like we were, we were big on Carolina. Once he got out of there, is when Carol is when you know our Steve Wilkes era began. Yeah, no, they they started selling off their pieces, and they but Matt sold, Rule was they, supposed to be an offensive genius, you know, like they're supposed to restore Christian McCaffrey to awesomeness. You, well, you, well, hey, Nando, you can't be an offensive genius if you ain't got no quarterback. Right. That's the bottom line, bro. That's that's just how the NFL works. If you don't have a quarterback, things are tough. And you, when you come in there as a head coach, you got to make sure that you get a quarterback. They was they were never able to secure a quarterback or develop a quarterback, and it cost them his job. But Carolina's a good football team. Yeah. I, I I don't know, man. Like you know, I'm still so sour about Steve Wilkes. I'm, I'm almost kind of like rooting against <laughs> rooting against Carolina. Still. <laughs> Where'd our buddy Steve Wilkes land at? He's, you know defe- what I'm he's defensive coordinator for the 49ers, I think. Right. Good for him. You know what I'm saying. Shout he took over Steve when Ryan's Wilkes. left. Good for him. Like they needed him, right? Like I, yeah. You know. I know San Francisco's a strong team. They got they got they got they got a strong uh, roster. They have a good head coach. They got a good organization. They got strong position coaches. They just don't have no quarterback. Yeah. 
Uh, well, I mean, if you I, look, well, Brock, a healthy Brock Purdy, I guess. Is I think people point. like Sam. I, I'm amongst the people who believe in Sam Darnold still. Hey, if Kyle Shanahan is the quarterback whisperer they say he is, then maybe he can fix Sam Darnold. He can't fix that damn Trey Lance though. I, uh, Trey Lance is a weird one, man. I like there was. Maybe he needs a fresh start. Maybe he's just done. Maybe he's like well, he destined need to play. To just... He need to play. He hasn't played since 2019. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a good point, man. He took the year off because of COVID. Got drafted, mm-hmm. back up, and then got hurt. Yep. Carolina last year had Baker Mayfield starting for Tampa Bay. Had Sam Darnold Walker. starting for the 49ers. And P.J. Walker, who probably still in Carolina. P.J. Walker was, uh, I mean, XFL MVP, man. He didn't really get, like, the shot that he should have gotten. He did all right. You know, he came in there. He was serviceable. He got the job done uh, while he was out there. You know what I'm saying? So, Shout out to P.J. Walker. You're going to need some P.J. Walkers in your life. He played for the Bears now. He's going, he going to back up that boy in Chicago. It's actually not the worst. You know, that we talked about that a bunch. Like, you get the, the guy behind you who's also the same kind of style quarterback. Yeah. That's, I mean, why, wouldn't, why doesn't every team do that? Yeah, a guy who can run and throw interceptions, P.J. Walker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, made the right, they made the right pick, you know what I'm saying? A guy who can run and throw interceptions. So, no, I'll give him a chance. Yeah, I know. I, you know, you you you, you know me, Nando. <laughs> I don't think he's throwing enough passes to be like, oh, that guy throws interceptions. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I know, but you know me and um, the rumors about me and my preference of quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Let's go back to Sam Darnold then. Yes, exactly. Listen, I think Darnold could be something now. <laughs> <laughs> and if not, then Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, Brock Toba. Listen, Brock Purdy, Mr. Relevant, came in and did a nice job running that offense. I had heard some people say that he was Joe Montana-like in San Francisco. I don't know if I would go that far, but I think, listen, if Purdy is healthy, it's Purdy's job. But if Purdy come out the gate slow and he can't get him out on the field, this Sam Darnold. I'm going to Purdy. not Trey Lance. I'm going to if Purdy is uh, Tom Brady or if they eventually would have caught up to him. I mean, he was like end of season. No one knew who he was or what was happening. I wonder if the film would have eventually caught up to him anyway, and that would have, like, you know, killed the magic. Well, that probably would happen. You probably would see that this year. You know what I'm saying? Um, I know the Eagles got after him pretty good, you know what I'm saying, in the NFC Championship game. But then the Eagles got one of the best defensive lines in the NFL. So um, Yeah, but they're, they're the ones – but once they find it, everyone's like, follow me. Like, we figured out the Purdy solution. 100%. That was the, that, that was the, zone, the, zone, run, the zone run defense in the, the Dallas Cowboys championship era. How are you on the Cowboys this year? Where's Ezekiel Elliott going to land? Is he actually Is he going to sign first or is Dalvin Cook? I would I would sign Dalvin Cook first, but the thing about this, this is all comes down to finances. These running backs, see, I, Cook is asking for too much money. Ezekiel Elliott might just be washed up altogether. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Ezekiel Elliott take a coaching job on Dallas staff. No, he can still play. Come on, Ezekiel, I think he can still play too. I would. You know what I'd like would like him at. I would like him as a short yardage goal line back in Cincinnati. Oh, that'd be something, man. Joe Mixon and Ezekiel Elliott. That's what I like. But as far as how many you need Ezekiel Elliott is a pass protector, and he's a short yardage back. That's what he is nowadays. You don't think there's Dalvin anything left? Dalvin Cook can still – no, there's nothing left. All right. Dalvin Cook can still get it done. I don't know. I, you know, I think the problem with Dalvin uh, Cook is that no one's talking about is that trial, that civil case that he's got against him is still out there. 
For what? What did he do? Well, allegedly he don't. All right, don't you remember this? Like his agent came out and was like, "Hey, anything you hear about Dalvin Cook's a lie." And then like no one knew what they were talking about. And the next day, I think his girlfriend filed a civil suit, and she's like a sergeant, army reserve, something like that. That you know he like he punched her a bunch. Um, and then there was, a, I believe, a countersuit where Cook was like, "No, no, no!" Like it was like she came after us. She had a gun. And then, like, a video of her with a gun leaked, like, the next day. And, like, it was, like, it's a mess. But the suit is still out there. So, I, like, wonder if it's, like, everyone's just looking at this, like, the suit, like, it's supposed to go to trial in August. That's the last I read. I doubt it is because this stuff just keeps getting delayed and delayed. But um, I wonder if that's, like, teams, like, we don't want anything to do with this. No. That could play a role into it. But I think it's that 10, 11, 12 million dollars he's asking for that plays more of a role into it. I think he set his price too high. And that's kind of what happened with DeAndre Hopkins. He set his price too high as well. But if you if there was one team that was desperate enough to give him that money, it was Tennessee. It's going to be one team desperate enough to give Dalvin Cook that money. I would like to see Dalvin Cook in D.C. Yeah. I don't know, man. I like Antonio Gibson still. You know, I do too. What about Brian Robinson? They like Brian Robinson. Robinson, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You remember when Brian Rob? Remember he wore that gigantic hat after a game last year, and that was a story yeah, was for like two cool. days. Yeah, huh? The big hats. Yeah. Remember we, we tried to get one. We did. We're so we're so uh, ahead of our time. Well, we would. I think by the time we got in, it would have been behind. Like it seems like a couple yeah, shows. Yeah, that's true yeah, too. <laughs> yeah, never mind. You know what? Good thing we never actually got in touch with anyone because that would have been a uh, yeah, yeah old news. Pretty embarrassing at that point, huh? Who's your ADP weirdos? You got anybody? Uh, when you say weirdos, what do you mean? Too like, high? Too yeah, low, like when what? you draft, you're like, oh man, like I'm gonna jump on this guy two rounds earlier because by by August 31st he's gonna be three rounds earlier. You know what I mean? Like he's gonna have the helium and he's in the wrong place right now. Like is Jahan? Are you Jahan Dotson's like way too low? He's at 84. Jahan Dotson is a is going to Jahan Dotson is one of those dudes in fantasy. You see this from time to time. He will be a better player for the Commanders than he'll be for your football team. He has a tremendous clutch gene. When they need big plays, they go to Jahan Dotson. I don't know if that's going to do uh, well for your fantasy team. You know what I'm saying? So I, I would worry about that. Um, listen, Najee Harris has slipped to the third round of drafts, right? And obviously he had the bad year last year. But you kind of could see the bad year coming last year because Ben Roethlisberger couldn't throw the ball past the line of scrimmage. Right. So he racked up all of those catches, and it was a, lot of, it was a volume play. Last year, he, for the most part, disappointed, and now he drops to the third round. This is classic buying last year's trash. I think Kenny Pickett improved down the second half of the season. I think Najee Harris bounced back as a solid RB1, and you get him in the third round. So if you're like, you know, want to go two wide receivers early, so you can go like Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, Najee Harris. I love that start. Man, that would be start. You know, the Steelers offense, that's – I was somewhere. I think I did that OG – the OG fantasy show. Um, oh, man. Theo. That dude, Theo. You didn't do a live Scott's Fishbowl? No, I didn't. Why did you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not because I got a, this. I got smart. Corey, the reason I want to quit is I just don't have time like to manage a Scott Fishbowl team, especially on like my fantasy league, which yeah. no disrespect to my fantasy league, but I don't play any of the leagues on there. You know what I mean? Like, so I go to CBS, I hit my three leagues. I go to ESPN, I hit my two, my Yahoo, my two, and then I'm done. 
I don't think to like I got to go to my fantasy league now and put in fab bids. So I got a co-owner. And uh for you. yeah, so I'm like I'm not, I can't go live and like, you know. Here's my co-owner who nobody knows about. Yeah. No, well, you got to have co-owners especially if you got those leagues on my fantasy league. And I listen, I love the people over at my fantasy league. They've always been uh pretty solid to us and friendly with us, you know what I mean? But um uh it's just it's just antiquated, you know what I'm saying? Now with these apps and all of this stuff, there's no reason to go over to my fantasy league. But listen, the most customizable you can customize anything on my fantasy league. But that's it. Nando, Travis Etienne. Yeah. I like him. Yay. Okay. I mean, well, look, I think it's that Peterson came in. Uh, look, you talk about Sean Payton coming in and being an adult in the room. Peterson came in, adult in the room, and look what happened with Jacksonville. I think Etienne's, I mean, they, remember they cleaned out, and now it doesn't look as impressive, but, like, James Robinson was the guy coming in. He had that amazing rookie year, and they're like, oh, you know, See you later. This is Etienne's team. Just like that. You know what I mean? Like, just like, not even like, hey, did a great job for us. We're going to split a little bit and we'll share and it'll be wonderful. They just got rid of him. So I think that move kind of telegraphs, like, we've got the guy we like. We've seen what he can do behind the scenes. Blah, blah, blah. So I love Travis Etienne. Where is he right now? Yeah. Well, he's going in the fourth round right now. Um, They added Tank Bigsby in. The problem is, see, he don't score touchdowns, Nando, and I think that is causing his ADP to drop, you know? So I think that was problematic for him last year because when you look back, right, and you look at the numbers, you know, 220 carries over 1,100 yards, five yards a pop, you know what I'm saying? It's not bad, right? Then he also, you know, he also did very well in catching the ball. He had 45 targets. You know, he caught 35 passes. He needs to be – needs. That 35 needs to go up to 45. You see what I'm saying? Right. But, you know, got a lot of weapons out there. So he, if he keeps, if he's in this 220 carries range, he's going to need to score double-digit touchdowns to have value. But if you get him up to 280 carries, they might be a different team and he might be a different player. Well, you've got Calvin Ridley. You've got the Evan Ingram resurgence. You, I mean, like, this is an offense that can open it up for him, I assume. He's got to score though. He's got to score. I think. I think. I think the lack of touchdowns hurt him more than anything else. He may be the best player on their team, but they don't use him like a workhorse. We and fumbled a bunch he, too. And you can't do that, Nando. You know what I'm saying? You can't turn the football over unless you're Dak Prescott. <laughs> yes. Dak Prescott turn player. the football over and get extensions. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's all about the marketability. Oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Better next time. We're not. We're not <laughs> Brandon Cooks. You're not Brandon Cooks happy. We don't like. I, I think Brandon Cooks is fantastic. Uh, a fantastic uh, addition. I think Brandon Cooks is a younger Ty Hilton, and I think Ty showed some moments last year. But Ty is getting up there. Brandon Cooks. I think Brandon Cooks is going to be sneaky good for Dallas this year. What I worry about though is Dallas is going to run the ball a lot this year. Hey, that guy Malik Davis. I would pick him. I would make sure that he's on some fantasy rosters of mine too, as a bench player. He could he can run too. You know, it's about anybody can run behind Dallas offensive line. Tony Pollard though, interesting to see what his workload looks like because he's not a bell cow. He's going to be a part of a committee, but he is the most explosive part of the committee. Is he not a bell cow because he's never done it before? Or is he, like, like given given the chance to be a bell cow, maybe he is. 
right. I don't want to. I don't. I, I don't think you should run this ball. I don't think this guy should be running the ball over two hundred. You know, two hundred fifty times a season, something like that. I think that's a little bit too much for him. You know, he's a more explosive type player. I think he's one of those guys that is is, is uh, better with less. Last year, one hundred and ninety three carries. If he gets to that two twenty two thirty range, I think you'll 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 see him good. But what the the thing with Pollard is, Nando, and listen. A lot of fantasy people, you got to understand uh, some of this, you know, stuff right here when it comes to little things, Nando, that kind of lets you know what the player is, right? And the thing with Pollard is he averages over nine yards a catch. That's elite right there. And that right there is why he's such a dynamic asset for fantasy because when he catches the ball, on average, he's getting 10 yards. I'd like That's to know two points. Yeah, but I'd like to know like what his because Pollard was coming in in situations where maybe that was a good situation to do that. You know, the defense back third down, trying to prevent a pass, hitting Pollard. But I guess you still need that, even though you still need that skill, like to get past the defenders who were like right on you when you do that. Well, you the, two years ago they like what were, were the air yards? Sporadic with Pollard two years ago. This this past season they went to Pollard more and they went to Pollard earlier. Now, I don't know if he can hang on to that kind of workload, but um, he should be at least what he was last year, which was a top 12 fantasy runner. Let me ask you a question, because you mentioned Yo, T.Y. Hilton. That's why you're here, Nando. Well, here's I mean, <laughs> T.Y. Hilton, I kind of remember him having, like, this run at the end of last year out of nowhere on the Cowboys. Like, oh, my God, like, T.Y. Hilton, where did you come from? But his game log was one for 52. One target, one reception, 52, 5 four, 50, and 4 two, 19, and no touchdowns. I, like, do, do you remember a different – like, this is like the Berenstein Bears, right? Like, do you remember a different T.Y. Hilton last year? I could have sworn he had, like, a 100-yard game or something, like, big that was everyone's like, oh, my God, T.Y. Hilton. It's, it's, like, it's like Dotson, Nando. The plays he made were impactful plays for the Dallas Cowboys. But they weren't impactful for your fantasy team. Like, you couldn't put him on your fantasy team, but Dallas was glad to have him. See, I think Cooks is uh, impactful fantasy and Dallas. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I just, like I, I, he's only 33. He's, he's basically Cordero Patterson's age. I mean, it's not if we're going to say Patterson's still kind of young enough to make an impact, I guess we got to say Hilton. Why has he bounced around so much? Who, T.Y. Hilton? No, Cooks. Oh, you mean uh, Hilton's thirty? Oh, sorry, man. I was talking about I was talking about T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, Cooks. Yeah, Hilton. Hilton's washed up. Cooks, I think, maybe just got stuck with the Houston team that was, you know, didn't he speak out immediately when they when they were starting, like when the Deshaun Watson stuff started? Like he's been disgruntled so. there for like two and a half years. No, he's been disgruntled there for a long time. He he's only been New there Orleans. three. He was in he was in New Orleans. He was in New England. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. He's bounced around a lot. That's what kind of uh, is interesting about him. Is he not a good locker room guy? Why is he going so many places? Or maybe he just has the kind of uh, contract that's very tradable. He's got 6,000-yard seasons, I think, is the answer. Yeah, well, listen. Like yeah. Brandon Cooks well, produces. Then why he can't stick with nobody then? Uh, maybe he has. Maybe he's got – who's his agent? Maybe he's got an annoying agent. <laughs> maybe so. <laughs> I mean, he spent, look, he spent his first three years maybe in New Orleans. Agent, his LeVar Ball. Right? <laughs> uh, let's see. He was traded. Wait, how is this? He was traded to Seattle. Okay, I see. 
traded uh, as the first round pick to the Saints. Then he was traded by the Saints in 2017 uh, to the Patriots. It was basically him and it turned out to be Mac Hollins for Ryan Ramsick and Trey Hendrickson. And then a year later, the Patriots traded him and what became Marquise Haynes to the Rams for Isaiah Wynn and Khalil McKenzie. These are all draft picks that he was traded for, all the stuff that eventually became, I guess he's good around draft time, man. This is crazy. His contract is tradable. He's, he's traded March and April. Yeah, he's never traded in season. Yeah. His contract is tradable, and people want to get from underneath that contract. You know what I'm saying? And now that that's over, he could have a, he, he could have some staying power in Dallas. Bailey Zappi was part of his trade to the Texans. The Bailey Zappi era. Yeah, remember that? They got rid of. Notice they got rid of Bailey Zappi, right? Yeah. So there was a part of the of the off season where the Patriots were playing hardball with Mac Jones. But then when it all settled out, they got they got they got they got Zappy off that team. So now they let Jones know we got Zappy off the team. We got you a legit offensive coordinator. No more shit. No more no more pretending to be Dak Prescott. Right. You still holding on those Mac Jones cards? I love Mac Jones. No, I don't. <laughs> and I got plenty of them. You know what I'm saying? If Mac Jones turned into Tom Birdie, Nando, we gonna be rich. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, my, my Justin Fields, I'm like, hey, let me see how much this is. You know, like we bought the Justin Fields cards last year right before he blew up. Uh, for, I think like 40 bucks for a PSA 10. I think we ended up maybe like 30 for one of them for like the SGC 10. Um, 70 something now? Yeah, they're 70, 80. I thought they would have been like, you know, 120, 130. Maybe as we get closer. I ain't about to say in August, early September, you'll especially there's going to be a lot of MVP talk around him, which is, which is ludicrous. Ludicrous. But I can see his card value going up as we get closer to kickoff. Listen, he's going off the board, right? Uh, quarterback one, two, three, four, five, six. And quarterback five, quarterback six range. A lot of people are pulling him up the board. And don't get me wrong, I think he's a dynamic fantasy asset because of what he can do on the ground. But you got people thinking that this guy's going to lead the Bears to the playoffs this year. I would not go that far. I mean, it's like they haven't seen DJ Moore's stats. Not that he sucks, but, like, DJ Moore has consistently been, like, that guy. People are like, this is the year. And he has some games, and then he just kind of, like, falls off. Yeah. You know, it disappoints, I guess. So, I mean, like, I don't know, like, why. Like, it's great they got DJ Moore, right? And maybe he'll just explode with Justin Fields. But I don't know, man. It's not like, it's not like Brandon Cooks in his prime got traded to Chicago. No, exactly. Um. You know what's interesting? Speaking of mobile quarterbacks, I would buy back into the Colts offense this year. Now, I worry about, see, I think Taylor can be a workhorse rusher. Like, I think he can lead the NFL in rushing yards. Now, what we've noticed about quarterbacks that run, quarterbacks that run don't really throw the ball to running backs, right? Right. And quarterbacks that run get a lot of red zone carries. So I kind of worry about that for Taylor. That's why I still got Bijan and Eckler over him. But I still think Taylor and Anthony Richardson make a formidable duo in the backfield. I wouldn't mind a Richardson-Taylor team. Now, Richardson would probably start on the bench because he want to see what he is. But I think I would be willing to 
take that, you know, that people that's paying up for for um for uh fields, I would say, okay, if you want to get a running quarterback, I'll wait and get Anthony Richardson. Man, I I could just I'm, I don't know. I want someone to say Anthony Richardson is our starting quarterback before I jump in on him too hard. That's that's fine. Because he could be my I only quarterback. If someone's like he's our starting quarterback, I'm like, all right, I'm cool with him as my only quarterback. But if it's me taking a risk and then that doesn't pan out, then I'm like, you know, you're looking at like in a one quarterback league, like, you know, 19, 20, because some people take two quarterbacks. Yeah, no, that's why I think you got to kind of uh, be careful with him and, and back him up and stuff like that. Like, you know, um, you I'm going to have Derek I, Carr. You know, or like, well, you're not gonna win much. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. If I swing and miss on Anthony Richardson, it's you know, pick someone up. Derek Carr. Maybe I have guess. like Bryce Dak Young. and Anthony Richardson, or Tua and Anthony Richardson, or maybe like. I don't want to waste a pick. I don't want to waste a pick on two quarterbacks, though. That's true too. I can I can understand that. Oh, how about this, Anthony Richardson and Geno? I think Geno's too. I think Geno's getting taken. I love Gino this year, Nando. I love Gino this year. Two dollar tops Chrome is my boy now, dude. <laughs> let me tell you something. <laughs> Gino Smith has the worst luck in the history of any player in the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. I have a feeling he's going to get hurt, and this is going to be the Drew Luck run. Oh, that would be horrible. Like thirteen games started by Drew uh, Drew Luck. Like an offensive lineman going to punch him in the face and break his nose. <laughs> oh yeah, so, dude. I'm telling you, like first play of the game, Gino Smith tore his ACL. Oh my. I, I, I love him, right? I, like, I love him. We've, uh, we've been on record many, many times about how much I love Geno Smith. And we were talking about this, like, two years ago. But, yeah. I, like, because I know him so well, I know he has horrible luck. And I'm just like, just get ready to pick up Drew Locke. And I think oh, Drew Locke, a year in that system, and he, the, the reason we like Geno so much here was because he had two amazing receivers. Those two amazing receivers are still going to be there for whoever's the quarterback. Yeah, he got three amazing receivers now with the addition of Jack, Jackson All right. Smith and Jigba. You know what I'm saying? They can run the football well. They got Kenneth Walker. They drafted Zach Charbonnet. The offensive line got better. You know what I'm saying? The defense is, is going to be up and down, so that offense is going to have to score points. Pete Carroll, one of the best coaches in the NFL. I like the Seahawks. I would. I like the Seahawks to win their division. I would even sprinkle on the Seahawks to win the NFC. I'm going to look that up. Do you want to look that up? I mean, what Seahawks to win the division has to be probably 320, maybe four, because people love San Francisco. But they would be the second team, so maybe 280. I don't know. Let me look it up. I'll go to DraftKings. Check it out. Yeah, check uh, it out at DraftKings. Shout out to DraftKings. NFL. And then we got to wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, if y'all want to get involved, DraftKings, holler at us. NFL <laughs> future. What do we look at? Futures. That's futures, yeah, yeah. right? NFL futures, and it should be division. Yep. Hold on. Division winner. All right. NFL futures, division winner. The NFC West. All right. Number one is the 49ers at minus 160. Number two is the Seahawks at plus 195. I'm about to say that should be plus 180, plus 190-ish. So, hey, it's, so I'm not Dude, the Just two seconds ago, you said 280. Yeah, but when I heard that Seahawks was, I mean, when I heard San Francisco was minus one sixty, right, right, then I mean the second team would probably come in in, in the in the uh, in the high ones. So that means that I'm not the only one that feels that way. Yeah, well, I think maybe the quarterback stuff with the 49ers I'm about to say, scares yeah, the people. The quarterback off. stuff, yeah, exactly. So say Brock Purdy is healthy and ready to go, 
then you could probably see them go to two twenty ish or something like that. But I still like the Seahawks. I think I think they're. I, I listen. They played with the Forty ers in last year, so you know I think they. I think they'll be strong again this year. Can't you just think, like, the fact that Brock Purdy, who was, like, their 100th quarterback last year, did so much with them and willed them into the playoffs, that should be you not worrying about the, and that. They just prove that the quarterback isn't the most important thing for this Until team. Until they get to the – oh, yeah, that's true. And, listen, we're talking our hobby is about the regular season. When they get to the postseason, it falls apart. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Now, can he do what needs to be done throughout the course of the regular season 100%? And – I just, you know, I think the Seahawks might have a better – I think the Seahawks may be a better coach. I think, the Seah- I think the Seahawks are right there with San Francisco. So I would take the shot on, on a team getting 2-1. to one. Man, I don't like any of these division winner. Even like the Falcons are plus 215. Look at Carolina. They're plus 400. They're 4-1. to one. That's the one right there. That's still not – like I need like a 12 to – I still feel like – Well, you're not really going to get – Yeah, unless I know. You want, unless you want the Texans. I think the Colts come in that division, and I think – I think the Colts come in the division. I think the Packers come in the division. NFC Packers to win the NFC straight up, which means they'd have to take down the Eagles and the 49ers. I don't know if they can, they can do that. I and the Lions. The division, though. <laughs> so it's 30 to 1. I hate the Lions. Yeah. I don't think the, you know, I don't think the Bills are going to do anything this year. <laughs> I think this, this is, is a. Bills overrated, too. I think that this is the Bills' fall apart year. You know, I don't like when off-season programs, how happening, and the quarterback and the wide receivers arguing about how the season ended last year, that to me says that the culture in Buffalo is not good. Yeah, there's some weird Stephen Diggs stuff going on too. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You got the whole Hamlin thing, which who knows how that's playing out. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. On that note, on the Buffalo Bills, uh, so wrap it up for the marketplace for this week. Had a good job. Good. Good job, Nando. Had a great time talking fantasy football with you. And the marketplace is here to help you win. And we've been doing that for a long time now. That's right. Uh, so tune in. Check everything out. Um, we love you all. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back in a week with more. And then just keep going every week. Maybe we'll do some specials. Who knows? Holiday specials? You never know. We'll talk to you all later. Thank you very much. Bye.